wiggles, not the kind that wiggle tea that you drink, not scribble all together in a cottage she calls day. Cherries and tea with Nanny B. Hello there. So good of you to join us. Oh, I'm Nanny B, if you didn't already know, and you, you found me in a bit of a muddle today. You see, I'm, I'm both happy and sad at the same time. Bittersweet. It's because my two little squirrels have flown the nest. Now, all along, I, I wanted them to go out into the world and make their way, build their own squirrel houses, drive their own squirrel cars. But I missed them terribly, and it's only been three days. I have been out in the garden trying to distract myself. Oh, that reminds me, we have a delightful contribution for our poetry. It's tree. A poetry. Hello, Nanny Bee. My name is Elle, and I have something for your poetry. This poem is called Tumbleweed. My mother's hairs are everywhere, the human eye can see. Sometimes, I'm sure, I think they might just be following me. They form a bunch upon the stairs in every corner here and there. They hide out in Dad's dressing gown. In my undies they are found. Her tumbleweed roams without care. It's a wonder her head's not bare. You, Elle, you have made my day with that little ditty. Who, who could that be? Hi, Nanny Bee. It's Jules from next door. To the east or to the west? Uh, well, from where I'm standing, the east? So I guess it's your west? Oh, what a relief. Oh, I don't have any neighbors to my east. Come in, dear. Of course, I've got a tail for you today and some tea, cooting tea, which is supposed to be the most bitter tea in the world. Oh, how, how, how very informative, dear. Thank you. Thank you. But I also brought some honey to sweeten it. Bitter sweet. Oh, Jules, you are so thoughtful. Let me pop the kettle on while you tell our listening friends about your story. I'm sure you've probably heard of Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but today I'll tell you all about Gordon Fox and the Three Hares. Are you ready for a story? Oh, yes. Yes, please. Okay, then. Gordon Fox and the Three Hares, adapted for radio. One windy winter's day, Gordon Fox stopped at the motorway services for some Doritos and a Diet Coke. When off in the distance, he saw not one, not two, but three hares in matching leather coats. Now, rabbits in coats are almost commonplace, but hares? No. They're like your mom's distant cousin she says you met, but you know you never did. So Gordon was not going to miss this chance to see these elusive rabbit-like creatures up close. Forgetting his Doritos and foregoing his Diet Coke, Gordon followed those hares into the scrubland. It was a tough place, the scrubland, full of plants that either prickle or at least tickle. But this did not deter Gordon. He was conveniently wearing hiking boots. A purely for fashion purchase, but now totally justified. Gordon got closer. 
So close, in fact, the trio of hares turned to look. Gordon nipped behind a mulberry bush and acted as berry as he could. The hares turned away and carried on. <sighs> Gordon could breathe again. He'd have to go into stealth mode from this point forward. Too much was at stake. But how stealth could one be in bright red boots with blue-spotted laces? So off came the no longer justified hiking boots, as Gordon tippy-toed ten paces behind the hares, as quiet as a mouse. Well, as quiet as a moose, given his size. But either way, he managed to avoid detection. One minute the hares were in view. The next they vanished behind a grassy knoll, which is the opposite of a dusty hole. Gordon climbed up one side of the knoll, paused to catch his breath. <sighs> Not that he was out of it. He just liked to let it roam free sometimes and round it back up. Then he marched all the way down the other side, only to find nothing. Absolutely nothing but dirt. Lumpy, bumpy clumps of dirt. And what wasn't dirt was covered in dirt. A dirty stone, a dirty doorknob, a dirty rock. Wait, wait, a dirty what? Gordon thought. A dirty stone, a dirty doorknob. Oh, a dirty doorknob! Gordon wasted no time and did what all knobs beckon you to do. He turned it and pulled. The doorknob was unsurprisingly connected to a... Well, I'm going to call it a hatch. Can you really call a door on the floor a door? Behind the hatch, or door if you insist, there was a winding staircase of polished oak disappearing deep underground. Gordon tippy-toed down the stairs, but with socks, albeit very dirty socks, on his feet, that soon became more like slippy-toed. <laughs> he tried to stifle. Once at the bottom of the stairs... He heard voices, small rabbit-like voices. Yes, hares are not rabbits, but when they talk, they all sound the same. The voices were coming from a room, glowing with candlelight. Gordon peeked through a crack in the door. The three hares were seated around a table covered in felt. In each of their paws was a selection of playing cards. The biggest threw something down and said, "'I'll see your acorns.' and raise you a turnip. Gordon watched in awe and total boredom. Really? I've done all this just to see some hares and leather jackets playing poker in a secret lair? Gordon can be a little hard to please. In frustration, he walked back to the winding stairs and nearly walked up them, but... <laughs> what is this smell? thought Gordon. And it wasn't the stench of the three hares with questionable hygiene. No, this was the scent of... The scent of... Brown sugar and... Warm milk. With just a hint of cinnamon. Oh, this piqued Gordon's interest. I mean, that packet of Doritos he left behind was meant to fill the now even bigger hole in his stomach. And what better to fill a bigger hole than a bowl full of porridge. Oh, those slow-release carbs will keep you going all day. Mm -mm -mm. Just a little sniff and then I'll go, he said unconvincingly, then followed his sniffer all the way to the kitchen table where he found not one, not two, but three bowls of porridge.
porridge just begging to be eaten. Just one little bite, and then I'll go, Gordon tried to convince himself. So he went to the big bowl and took a big bite. <laughs> Gordon replied, this one is too hot. He quickly recovered and then moved over to the mid-size bowl, and with a bit more care this time, took a mid-size bite. Oh. Oh. This one is too cold, he said, disgusted. So, as a last resort, he slid over to the little bowl and took a little bite. Oh, Gordon said, surprised. This one is just right. Mm, mm. And for Gordon, that was quite a compliment, given how hard he is to please. Then he promptly ate it all up. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. With that big belly hole filled up, Gordon thought he'd take a load off and sit for a bit before facing that long and winding staircase. Just around the corner, he'd spied a big billowing chair. Oh, just a little sit and then I'll go, he said, convincing himself. So he plopped himself right down and sunk right in and in and in. Oh, this chair is too soft, Gordon Fox said as he wriggled his way out of it. He went over to the mid-sized chair and plopped himself right down, only to complain. Ah, oh, this chair's too hard. Nearly ready to give up, Gordon tried the little chair. Uh, oh, now this chair is just right. Oh, that would have been enough for Gordon if he hadn't filled his belly hole quite so full. All that porridge was weighing him down. I mean, really weighing him down. So much that crunch, he broke the chair. Okay, Gordon did feel really bad about that, but not so bad, because round the corner, he spied a big comfy bed. Gordon said, just a little nap, and then I'll go, as he waddled over to the big bed and flopped right into it, and into it, and into it. Ah, oh, this bed is too soft, Gordon spouted, annoyed that he now had to get out of it. Gordon made his way over to the mid-sized bed and flopped right into it. Ah, oh! This one is too hard. I mean, call this a bed? Why even bother? Gordon was getting grouchy and grouchier as sleepiness consumed him. Only because he was too tired to fight it, Gordon tried the little bed. Oh, this one is just... <sighs> Gordon Fox knew that someday his exceedingly loud snoring would be his undoing. When his brother heard his snoring, he slept out in the hall. When his neighbor heard his snoring, she built a garden wall. And when three hares playing poker heard his snoring, they ran, ready for a brawl. <laughs> now, have you ever seen hares fighting? Ah, oh, you gotta see hares fighting. You can pause this and go Google it and come back, and then I'll tell you the rest of the story. And I just entertain myself. Da, 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 da. Oh, you're here. Okay, so those hares come rushing in, first to the kitchen. And the big one said, you might know how this goes. Say it with me if you like. 
Someone's been eating my porridge. The mid-sized one echoed, "Someone's been eating my porridge." And the little one added, "Someone's been eating my porridge, and they ate it all up." <gasps> the three hares in leather jackets were shocked. I mean, who eats another man's porridge? As they continued to discuss the deterioration of standards in society, the big one caught sight of his chair, all scrumpled. He ran in and said, "Say it with me." Someone's been sitting in my chair," the mid-sized one echoed. "Someone's been sitting in my chair," and the little one added, "Someone's been sitting in my chair, and they broke it." <gasps> the three hares in leather jackets were shocked. They were dismayed. I mean, who eats another man's porridge and has the audacity to sit in his chair? This normally would have led to an even bigger rant about the state of the world if it weren't for the big hare seeing what he thought was his bed all crumpled. All three ran into the bedroom. The big one said, "Someone's been sleeping in my bed." The mid-sized one echoed, "Someone's been sleeping in my bed," and the little one added. Someone's been sleeping in my bed, and there he is. <gasps> the three hares in leather jackets were shocked. They were dismayed. They were too late. Gordon Fox had jumped out of bed and scrambled as fast as he could up the stairs and out the door or, or the hatch. He didn't even stop when he ran past his no longer justified hiking boots. All the way back to the petrol station, he ran with that boost of energy one gets from a hearty bowl of porridge and a good afternoon nap. Oh, and Gordon Fox and the three hares never met again. The end. Why, thank you, Jules, for a most unexpected tale. I must Google fighting hares again. Oh, it's a surefire way to hit my giggle button. Will you kindly join us next week with more tales and tea? Tales and tea and me will all return next week. Go to nannybee dot com. Go there to find out more, including how you can be on the show like Elle. Go on and leave a message for Nanny Bee, and you might be on the show. This has been a Toby Hall production for nannybee dot com. <laughs>